Welcome back to Chop for Time. Uh, it's Thomas McClure here, the youth pastor here at FCC Grayson, here with Pastor Ben. Uh, really excited to dive in again. Uh, the end of the Psalms, that's, yes. that's the end of it. You know, yeah. it's been a, it's been an exciting journey. Um, but Psalm 150 is what we're going to be diving through today. Um, so, yeah, how, how you doing, Ben? Doing well. How about yourself? You having a good morning so yeah, far? Yeah, yeah. Uh, more awake this time than last time, so that's good. <laughs> that's, um, that's good. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, it was a good weekend. Um Pretty busy, pretty lively, but uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah you were good. you were on the road a little bit. Yeah, you? yeah, kind of up, like Lexington, Cincinnati, back here, yeah, all over the place. Yeah. But so I, I think that it's worthy. You were telling me your IKEA story yesterday, and anyone oh, yeah, who's yeah. been to IKEA <laughs> understands the struggle of yes. walking out of there and not spending your entire savings yes. account while yeah, you're there. Exactly. But if you can uh, just pass along uh, that story, I, th- I yeah, think that I, there's I, a few that would be interested in that. Yeah. So for my wife and I, obviously, just moved to Grayson, so we're trying to find bits of furniture that we didn't have you know our last place we had a big fireplace so we didn't need a tv console because it was up there but now we needed a tv stand so we were walking through i was like what what's the cheapest way i can make a tv stand <laughs> so i get a bookshelf and i was like well i'll just turn it on the side and make some feet all good and then obviously um at the end of ikea you've got the as is corner you know like the stuff that has dents in it or something mm-hmm. that they sell for cheaper so there's this huge big tv stand uh sitting there and it was two it was like over two hundred dollars reduced by like over a hundred dollars it was like a bargain of a price so i was like you know what it's a little more expensive but let's just do it it'll be better so we we buy it we scan it through we take it out to the car can't get it in the car because i have a tiny car so we run back through the place grab a screwdriver to take it apart so we can then put it into the car um and as I was walking back to the checkout to buy the screwdriver, I realized that the brand new ones of the one that I just bought in a nicer color was on sale for cheaper than the one that I just bought. <laughs> so I had to run back inside with the, the old one, return that, go and buy the new one, and thankfully saved myself some money. But so added I added up so much time to what we I don't know if do. you're familiar uh, with the movies that I'm getting ready to reference or not, but the National Lampoon Vacation movies. I know is, I have not seen it. Okay, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, um, that's that should have been a prerequisite for your hiring. <laughs> so we're going to have to go back okay, and review okay. that process. Okay. But you, that sounds almost like a Clark Griswold, who is the yeah, main character-ish yeah. type moment of you know having to try to fit something in the car that wouldn't oh, fit in the so car funny. or take it uh, apart. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's the amount uh, of looks that we got as people were walking past of being like, "This definitely isn't going to work." Did yeah. you have your? Uh, did you have any FCC Grayson? Uh, I didn't. No clothing no. on or anything. Okay, no, I was far away enough. I probably didn't see anybody <laughs> I knew, which was nice. Great. So. All right. Yeah, I just I enjoyed that story probably more than I should just because <laughs> of my my struggles and ongoing struggles with. Um, Mechanic stuff with yes, building yeah. stuff with assembling of anything. Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, well, I mean, it's still sitting in the car we haven't built it yet. So if you want to come around and help us build it, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, glutton, <laughs> glutton for punishment. But uh, but yeah, we. Um, yeah, I thought yesterday was just a good day. Yeah, uh, very was, good, very good morning yesterday. Yeah, it felt busy as well. It just felt like being back uh, in a in a church service, you know. And yeah, and that's. I'm sorry to interrupt. That's. No. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyhow. Uh, that's been one of the weirdest things that I think, if there's anyone who would listen to this, a mm-hmm. pastor who for some reason is listening to this that has yeah. not reopened your mm-hmm. church or just church people in general that you've not gone back to in-person services, the thing I wasn't prepared for was really it feels weird. Yeah. And there, yeah. There's so many things that are familiar and so many yeah. things that you've just longed to get back to, but there's still these elements of its church but mm-hmm. there's so many changes yeah uh, that i think it, it's taken us a little while 
Uh, and it's yeah. nothing's been bad. It's just that yeah. there's uncertainties and unknowns and okay, are we supposed to do this now or are we yeah. you know, so And encouraging people not to stay and hang out afterwards feels yeah, wrong. That's do you know what I mean? That's so tough, weird. You know? But but I think that now it kind of feels like everybody's kind of beginning to settle in yeah. uh, and it's starting to feel yeah. a, a little bit more uh, yeah. relaxed. Yeah, maybe absolutely. maybe the the phrase that I'm looking for, but yeah, I thought that Kennedy and Alyssa, yeah. uh, you know, Alyssa Howie did a did a fantastic job along with the yeah. the worship band. They yeah. did a good job yesterday, and then we got into Psalm 150, mm-hmm. which is the last of the Psalms. Uh, I think it's the 13th one that we have covered. So we <laughs> we we were not able we skipped a couple. <laughs> yeah, we were not able to condense the 150 chapters uh-huh. into 13 weeks. But uh, you know, as as we've talked about before. Uh, this may be something that we kind of revisit mm-hmm. on a every summer type basis mm-hmm. because it's just been so refreshing, at least from my standpoint, to look through these 13 yeah. chapters of Psalm. And like I said, we still have several Psalms yeah. left yeah. that we could cover. But uh, but Psalm 150, uh, the, the climax, the conclusion, uh, is about worship. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it is about praising the Lord. And mm-hmm. there's six verses. Mm-hmm. And the word praise is mentioned 13 times. Yeah, I remember when you mentioned verses. that. I was, I was, I'd never heard that before. I never noticed. Just like, that's a lot. Yeah. For... <laughs> well, and I think um, my numbers will be skewed here just a little bit, um, but they're going to be ballpark anyhow. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that the word praise is mentioned, it's over 200 times. The 211, for some reason, is sticking out in my okay. mind. But, but it's mentioned over 200 uh-huh. times in the book of Psalms alone. The yeah. rest of Scripture... Praise is mentioned like 127 wow. or something. It, it's it's yeah. in the low 100. So yeah. that just kind of gives us an idea. It's a pretty key theme. It, yeah, if you're yeah. looking at an overall theme. Mm. Uh, and that's what Psalm 150 really encapsulates, mm. in my opinion, is it starts right out with praise the Lord. Mm. Uh, and it's it's kind of giving us a direction there. And and that's really where we started uh, with you know this this climax of Psalm 150. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So, like, uh, if we want to go through the rest of the um, the whole passage, were there any like key? Um, obviously, you broke it up into multiple sections. Would you want to sort of give us a little bit of like a an overview of each of those little chunks? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, the the Psalms, the way that they're assembled. One of the things uh-huh. that leading into my message, the way that the Psalms were assembled and put together, it it wasn't chronologically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that there uh, are five books mm-hmm. that the book of Psalms is broken into, but none of them, you know, it's not like Psalm 1 is a theme of prayer or mm-hmm. lament or, or praise. You know, it's just like they, all of these books just encapsulate so many different themes in, in these chapters. So there's not a thematic approach to the assembling the Psalms. There's not a chronological approach because, you know, as we mentioned before, yeah. the Psalm that, that you covered, Psalm 90, is quite possibly uh, the oldest psalm mm-hmm. that was written, and it was written by Moses, and we find it pretty much right in yeah. the middle yeah. of the assembly. So, you know, the psalms just takes us on this journey, and it gets really real in our lives mm-hmm. and, and understands. It doesn't hide the fact that, hey, we struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, there's moments of tension. There's moments of strife. There's moments of depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and worry. And, and there's moments where people are out to get us. They're out against us. Mm-hmm. But there's also times of rejoicing and praise and just honoring and mm-hmm. just overflowing worship. 
And really, I believe the the thing that Psalm 150 does is it calibrates us in that very first statement that no matter what our lot in life at this point is, mm-hmm. no matter what you're going through, that your purpose is to praise the Lord, mm-hmm. regardless of what circumstance or what part of the roller coaster yeah. that you're on. That you're on, it's to praise the Lord. So it, um, and we kind of started answering the questions again. Mm-hmm. We've done that three or four times. I think three times. This is the third time throughout this look at the 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 Book of Psalms that we've just answered basic questions. Mm-hmm. And there were five questions that we looked at this week. We looked at who. Mm-hmm. We looked at where, we looked at how, why, and then who's eligible, you yeah. know, who's invited, yeah. Yeah. basically. Um, and that was all in six verses. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, verse one answers the who. Praise the Lord. Uh, it's Yahweh, the creator, mm-hmm. the sustainer, the provider, mm-hmm. the preserver. That's who. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it moves into, you know, where. And it says, praise him in the sanctuary and praise him in all of his firmament, you know, praise him in all of his creation. And we looked at that term sanctuary a little bit um, and just kind of how the, the Bible uses it loosely. I, I hate to say that, but it's not like there's a definite location or direction mm-hmm. where that's pointed. Yeah. Um, we, you know, the garden of Eden was referred to as a sanctuary. Yeah. The tabernacle, the mm-hmm. temple, um, all of these places, uh, they all had one thing in common. Mm. They hosted the presence of God. Yeah. That, that passage definitely made me think of like the, uh, you know, the veil being torn as well uh, in the New Testament. And when, when Jesus died and, and um, you know, died on the cross, the veil split in two. And the idea of like the, the Holy of Holies and where God dwelled was no longer restricted to the temple, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And it was like literally everywhere. Um, was available for anybody to worship. And, you know, he said the same thing to, um, uh, you know, in John 4, when he's talking to the the Samaritan woman about, you know, you worship on the mountain, we worship in the temple, but there will come a day when, you know, mm-hmm. worship in spirit and joy, or all those kind of passages about, like, worshiping God everywhere. Yeah. And I think I think you cover that really well of, like, no matter where you are or, or what you're doing, worship is where praise is always part of your being. You know, yeah. it's more like a, it's more like a, uh, like a, like I've heard the phrase before, like a posture of the heart, you know, mm-hmm. where it's just always pointed towards praising God for everything, you know. It's kind of hard to do that. It's like, how do I, how do I praise God when I'm brushing my teeth? How does that, right, how does that right. work? You know, yeah. but, uh, but uh, no, it was, it was a really cool passage, quite, quite different to uh, last week. <laughs> yeah, um, just, 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 just a little a, bit yeah. different from yeah. last week. Yeah. And that's, but I think that, Although it was different, I, I think the challenge uh-huh. that this psalm presents us is just as real mm. and, and just as weighted mm-hmm. and, and heavy as last week because you know we looked at Romans chapter one and Romans chapter seven because we made the statement that you know we are hardwired mm-hmm. to praise, we're hardwired yeah. to worship, we are hardwired to love. Uh, but I, I shared my conversation with my wife that I had on Saturday. The really alarming thing for me is that I can look through my history, and most of the time, mm-hmm. I have to make a conscious, intentional decision mm-hmm. to purposefully worship, love, and praise God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't ever remember having to make an intentional, 
purposeful, conscious decision to worship something else yeah. or to love something else or to praise something else. And we looked at that in Romans chapter 1 at where he was just talking about, you know, we, we've known God, we've seen mm-hmm. God, but we've turned away and we start to, we suppress um, the, the things of God and we choose to exalt and worship and praise the creature, other people, mm-hmm. other things of this world, animals, it, yeah. all of this stuff. And instead of God, mm-hmm. we, we've worshiped, chosen to worship the creature over the creator. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, the Romans chapter seven thing of, you know, Paul stating the things that I don't want to do is what I find myself doing. Mm-hmm. And the things I want to do or that I should do mm-hmm. Is the things that I find myself not doing, yeah, and, and that's that's challenging yeah. for us to think yeah. that because I would, if you're listening to this, I would challenge you now. Think about a time that you purposefully, if your worship and your praise and your love was misplaced, it wasn't pointed at God. Try to think about a time where you said, "I'm going to purposefully hmm. do this," yeah, uh, because our flesh leans towards that, yeah. If anything, we have to do the exact opposite in that we are continuously trying to fight to not worship those things, you know, making the con- conscious decisions to not worship our money or our stuff or our, our even our relationships and all that kind of stuff, you know, which is, yeah, it's interesting that, you know, we're created by God. We we are, a lot of people are brought up knowing that they, to love God and, and worship God, but it's still a daily struggle yeah. to do so, you yeah. know, Um and then, like you were talking about with the you know the brushing your teeth yeah. thing, you know, and I brought this up towards the end of the message, but we we the the word sanctuary, mm-hmm. you know, and looking at that and praising praise him and all his firmament and all of his creation mm-hmm. and everything wherever you are, mm-hmm. you need to be praising, you need to be worshiping, you need to be loving God, mm-hmm. and we we kind of briefly touched on how easy it is or easier. Mm-hmm. When we're here on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a whole different story when we're back at the grind of work mm. uh, on Monday mornings. Or mm-hmm. even it's easier when we're here than what it is on Sunday afternoon when maybe you're with a family mm-hmm. uh, in a family setting that has a real weird dynamic or attention. Yeah. Or if your marriage is struggling at this point or you're having mm-hmm. issue with your kids. Or I mean, it's just we tend to draw that line between. Um, you know, the, the sanctuary, the sanctified, mm. and the secular. Yeah. And that's not what we're called to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is a separation. Yeah, there is a setting apart. But you and I are called to worship and praise and love God now mm-hmm. on a Monday morning when mm-hmm. we're recording this just the same as we are when we're together with our church family on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. That's challenging as well. That's another yeah. big challenge that I think that this psalm highlights mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. I, I have also really enjoyed the who part, you know, who it is that we're called to worship, that the L-O-R-D, capitalized mm-hmm. Yahweh. Um, over the last couple of years, being here, I've had a lot of good conversations with people from different faiths. Um, so, you know, a Hindu friend of mine and a, and a Jewish friend, and, and a lot of people do talk about... Um, sort of a more modern way of looking at those things of like that monotheistic thing of mm-hmm. like well what if we're just all worshiping the same god and you know every every road leads to heaven all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. whereas this is like really clear is like no when we say god we mean yahweh yes. it's a very specific yes. specific character yeah and, and a little little side note what thomas is referring to there in in the old testament in particular mm-hmm. whenever you see the word lord 
mm-hmm. and it's all caps, like capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That is the word Yahweh, which is the creator, the mm-hmm. sustainer, the the all-magnificent, almighty, all-powerful one. And in the Old Testament, if you see the word Lord with a capital L, lowercase o-r-d, then the majority of the time, that's the Hebrew word Adonai, which means the sovereign one, the one that's in control of everything. But yeah, you're exactly right. That that capitalized version, that mm-hmm. Yahweh, is is pointing us in a definite direction. It's not just yeah. a, a conceptual mm-hmm. type thing. This is the the writer of this psalm is pointing straight to Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, one of the other things that I, I love to dive into is the word praise. Mm. Um, what that looks like, because I know I know personally, like when I think of praise, I think of Sunday morning mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. and specifically music. And obviously, this passage talks about the harp and the lyre and the trumpet and the cymbals and the dance. But um, to what extent does praise cover our life? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think that we we need to look at that how, uh-huh. because you, you just talked about with the different instruments uh-huh. that this psalm recognizes. Uh, and I think in order to answer that question, we need to understand the, the context or the intent mm-hmm. of this particular passage that it's talking about, because it takes... You know, it takes one verse, one statement in one verse to answer the who. Mm-hmm. Then it takes another, it takes two statements in the same verse to answer the how, or mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, the where. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of go into an extended of how. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that's when it talks about all the instruments, the dance, mm-hmm. things like that. A lot of people will take this verse and use it as a justification and almost as a permission Mm -hmm. that we can use these instruments, these arts, these creative tendencies that Mm -hmm. God has given us and use them in our services or use them in our expression of praise and worship. And while I'm not discounting that as saying there's no weight to that, that's not what this passage is referring to. Mm-hmm. That's not the context. That's not the intent of this passage. This is almost like the psalmist is giving us a list of whatever you do, whatever's in your hand, whatever God has gifted you with, that's what you're supposed to use to praise the Lord. And I think that when we we start drawing these dividing lines between praise and worship, and and yeah, we could we could split some hairs here and, and get really theological mm-hmm. with it, but I think that for the purpose of just overall, you know, Christian living and this playing out from day to day, there's there's really not a difference mm-hmm. here. There there's really not because we're commanded to praise, we're mm-hmm. commanded to worship, um, and I've always viewed kind of worship. And this is not a theological statement. This is not even one that I'm claiming is 100% accurate. This mm-hmm. is just my simple ma- mind wrapping yeah. my head around a concept. I've always looked at my worship of God as being an evidence of what my life is pointed towards. Mm-hmm. Like if you can see me in mm-hmm. any setting of my life and you see my life pointing towards him, mm-hmm. then I believe that's worshiping God. Mm-hmm. I believe that's successful Mm-hmm. worshiping of God to some degree that yeah. no matter what setting, what situation, mm-hmm. that you see a life that's pointed towards him. I believe yeah. that's a lifestyle of worship. Mm-hmm. I believe that praise, in my mind, again, is more of a 
an individual outpouring of a mm-hmm, yeah. um, of a momentary type mm-hmm. thing that I'm doing something. There's there's an expression, an intentional expression mm-hmm. that I'm bringing glory to God. Yeah, it's more individual between you and the Lord rather right. than a communal. Like, right. Right. Um, aspect. Uh, no, but that, I think that I think that's good. Especially, it gives us that practical output of like uh, something that you have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we. Mm-hmm. I know I get comfortable with just um, saying stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, I enjoy talking about things, but when it actually comes to doing things or yeah. or honoring the Lord with what I have and and do, it's it's more challenging. You know. Um, but uh, but yeah, with the, with this like this. I mean. I'm pretty new to writing sermons, you know, mm-hmm. and like with passages like last week's, which is so huge, like there's so much in it, like from all over the, the book with smaller passages like this, um, how much stuff do you end up having to cut out? Like, w- are there things in this um, week that you had to remove or cut out for time reasons? Yeah, or? not necessarily remove, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe not go into the amount of depth, um, you know, and, and one of the things that that I skipped over just in this uh, that I mentioned on Sunday morning was that why, yeah, yeah the, the why <laughs> question because it says praise him for his acts, his acts and his good deeds, yeah, and, and yeah. his good deeds, which gives us an indication that we are to praise him because of what he's done, uh-huh. what he's doing, and what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's not just a one-time momentary mm-hmm. type of thing. But if if I'm looking and I'm and I'm thinking about things that I really didn't go super in depth with mm-hmm. um, would be the Romans 1 mm-hmm. and the Romans 7 mm-hmm. concept because I think that when we worship, when we praise God, when we extend our love mm-hmm. towards Him, I don't think that there's any more accurate of a moment in our life of self-realization than yeah. when we're worshiping God. Yeah, when good. we're praising Him... I believe, and we're praising him in spirit and in truth, as Jesus would say, I believe that we get a true picture of two things. I think we get a true picture of who he is, Mm -hmm. and I think we get a true picture of who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Romans 1 and Romans 7, Paul's really given us an indication of who we are. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a big problem in all of our lives as believers, and our churches especially, that we have, and I'm going to do hand things here, like you know, those who are listening can see this, but I'm going to let you see it anyhow because I can't not talk yeah. with my hands. But I think that we have a view of ourselves of like right here. Mm-hmm. And then I think what we're plagued with is we have a view of God that's just a little bit higher yeah. than yeah. what we are instead of this unfathomable. Oh, God, who yeah. is just immeasurably above and beyond mm-hmm. anything that we could think, imagine, or feel. But I think that when we worship God, mm-hmm. we that's a true moment of self, self-actualization mm-hmm. of who we really are because we're getting a glimpse of ourself and who mm-hmm. we really are in comparison and in light of who He really is. Mm-hmm. But when we're worshiping and praising and loving something else Mm -hmm. then we become a lot bigger that's true yeah and and even sometimes i find like whenever we're whenever we put that in in perspective you know we realize just how small we are and how massive god is i think we can a lot of the times and people can come away with like two responses you know either they feel shame because they're like they just think oh well i'm worthless and i'm small and i'm Mm. and i'm pathetic and 
I'm tiny and you know I'm but a, mi- a mist and yeah. and all of that kind of stuff and it and it becomes a more depressing um, shameful thing which I don't think is necessarily what God wants us right. to experience either right. but it's more of like a motivator to realize to praise him even more for the fact that yes we're that small but he came to us anyway well that should you know to me that should give us a glimpse of his goodness yeah exactly just because of no matter how big he is mm-hmm. or how small we really are he's still so good yeah that he loved us so much that he yeah. sent his son that's yeah. just mind-blowing yeah. to me man. which which inspires us to praise even more yeah you know, exactly it's, like it's, it's yeah whenever we really grasp that properly it just inspires us to keep doing it more and more yeah. and more which yeah is really that it's cool, that it's you know? not a beat down of us yeah it's an exaltation of him yeah yeah. A, a lifting up of him. Exactly. So I think that, yeah, that, that concept was one that I really kind of wanted to give some yeah. teeth to that, yeah. I, that I really just didn't have time to. And then uh, when we looked at the, you know, the, the instrumentation, mm-hmm. the, the creativeness of how to worship, you know, that is really about what has God given you mm-hmm. that you can praise him with. And we went back to Exodus chapter 4, mm-hmm. and I read the first five verses, which is Moses' account in front of the burning bush when God's telling him to go, and Moses is trying to get out of it in yeah. essence. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's like, okay, well, how are they going to know who sent me? You know, mm-hmm. how are they going to know that you sent me? And that's when God asked him the question, what, what's in your hand? Mm-hmm. And he answers, a staff, a rod, you know, a shepherd's staff. And yeah. he said, okay, throw it on the ground threw it on the ground, became a snake. That's when I would have passed out, you know, and just been done. Um, But then God says, you know, pick it back up, and he picked it back up, and he, you know, it turned back into a staff. And then later in that, he's like, put your hand in your cloak, and it Mm -hmm. come out, um, you know, and it was uh, it was diseased, and then he said, mm-hmm. "Okay, put it back in there and pull it out." And it was healed. Yeah. And he's like, "This is how it, he's going to know yeah. that I sent you because I'm with you. Yeah. What I've given you is enough." Yeah, and and really would have taken more time to challenge mm-hmm. that because listen, I'm not a gifted singer, I'm not a gifted dancer, I'm not a gifted instrumentalistationist thing. Yeah, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm not that. <laughs> but God has has given me the gift of communication, mm-hmm. and that's not a overconfident statement that's just or or trying not to be that's just a realization of god has gifted me in that so that's what's in my hand Mm -hmm. that's what i need to praise him with that's Mm -hmm. what i need to love him with and maybe maybe there's maybe you don't have a gift of music maybe you don't have a gift of dance maybe you don't have the gift of some type of creative art but Mm -hmm. maybe you have the gift of generosity Mm -hmm. Maybe you just love to give. Maybe you have the gift of gift of hospitality. Maybe mm-hmm. you love being hospitable to people and mm-hmm. opening your home and, and making them welcome. Maybe you have the gift of service. Yeah. You know, maybe you have the gift of working with your hands, of building, of constructing, which you and I doesn't sound like either one of us really yeah, have yeah. that. But <laughs> what's in your hand? Yeah. And, and that's a sermon in and of itself. Yeah, so absolutely. so those are the couple things that, yeah. that really I I don't necessarily think that I could say that I scratched them or I chopped yeah. them, but I kind of had to condense them. Yeah, well, I mean, each point could be a whole, like you said, a sermon in itself, you know. Yeah. And I think the ending that you had was really good as well, um, was just, you know, it is for everybody. You know, let everybody, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. You know, yeah. there's no... Yeah, because that's who's, that's who's invited. Yeah, Verse exactly. 6 says, yeah. let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the, just that creation moment yeah. God yeah, created exactly. and he breathed the breath of life yeah. into them. Yeah, and it's it's just a good point of like what you were saying of all of those talents and those things that we're gifted with. Like everybody has the capacity to worship God and, and glorify him and, and praise him. And uh, 
I think suppose that's the role of the church is to try and keep spreading the message so there's more and more people to do that. So yeah. I Amen. think that's, uh, you know, hopefully that, that keeps happening. And you were even saying, like, here in Grayson, you know, number, like, the amount of baptisms we had this year have been mm-hmm. way higher than previous years, mm-hmm. you, despite the fact that the world's falling apart. That's a testament to yeah. just God's goodness. Yeah, you know? we're, the, you know, we posed the question that I heard one of, uh, one of the men that I look up to and admire spiritually, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he was posed the question of where is God in all of this? Mm-hmm. And his response was, he's right in the middle right of the middle. it. Yeah. He's right in the middle of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, no, I think that's, uh, it was a really cool passage to dive into and really excited to keep talking about it. And, um, obviously next week we're going to be diving into a whole new series. Well, we're going, um, we're going to do a little bit of a wrap up. Okay. With Psalms, okay. uh, we're going to do like an overview and a little bit of a wrap up of everything that we've learned. I was skipping ahead. I was, you you I was were you excited. I was, I'm you're, excited. I'm you're excited. either <laughs> excited for me to shut up about Psalms, or you're really excited for me to start talking about something else. So I don't have a high confidence level anymore. <laughs> no, I'm excited to go over it all again. It's, it's been it's been cool to go through. And um, so, but yes, yeah, so next week is wrap up. Yes, of, wrap of up. the Psalms, and I think that that's, that's uh, that'll be exciting to go through. Well, so well, yeah. Thank you everybody for chiming in with. Chop for time, uh, and we hope you have a, a blessed week. Yep, we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Bye.